G'day guys and welcome back to another episode of the Montana Project. This week, episode 28, we had a good friend of ours, Bill Goldsmith, on. Uh, we had a chat about his time on television as well as, uh, I guess, the effects of, <laughs> in quotations, reality TV and um, just getting outside of that. But also chatted about his sort of pillars of health when it's come to... Um, gratitude, mindfulness, exercise, just eating well. And yeah, just a really good opportunity to sit down, hear from an interesting person and um, have a really nice chat. Uh, just in addition, before we get into the episode, if you are able to jump on and just give us a rating and subscribe on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, whatever you listen to, that'd be awesome. Thank you very much and enjoy the episode. I was, I, when you were rocking up, I like I was just getting out of the shower, and then I was like, usually just used to walking out out of the bedroom, just go get a towel or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Outside, and I was like, oh shit, there's someone here. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's gonna be good though. It's fun. So, anyway, mate, welcome to the Monsanto Project. Thanks for coming down. We've had a nice little morning. We have. Yeah. Got got a couple of K's in on the trail. Yeah, it's been good. Been good to head up to the border trail and get some K's in. When I hopped off, like out of the car, when I was pulling up at home, I was starting to feel a little bit stiff, just like my feet and stuff. So yeah. I don't know whether it's getting used to those shoes and stuff as well. But yeah, yeah, no, Def- it's good. Definitely mm. need the right shoes. Yeah, it's pretty how, hard. How'd you pull up? Because initially on our podcast as well, we we sort of do a bit of a welfare check and see how everyone's oh, yeah. everyone's going and that sort of thing. Because you're good. Your yeah. hip. Sorry, no, my your hip, inner, your inner thigh. thigh. Yeah. yeah, no, it's a bit tender. Um, yeah. It's more my ankle as well, getting used to like all the loose rocks and yeah, trying it's to do that. It's um, a different kettle of fish, isn't it? But yeah, but I pulled up halfway between you guys, so yeah, I think not too bad. <laughs> the, the biggest change I've noticed, because that's probably the furthest that I've done on a trail before. Oh, really? Yeah, 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 but nice. it's like getting used to just paying attention the whole time. Like that section, we were coming down and there was like leaves and stuff and it was quite steep. I was like starting thinking like... Imagine Blake then, was over twice in... I reckon five minutes. Dude, the I, first I step he took, he was over. Three steps. <laughs> I didn't even get up like out of the car, and I was like stacking on that section there. But no, it was it was good fun, and that view like of the coast and stuff is pretty mm. cool. So, yeah, yeah, because we yeah we got some plans next year, Corey and I. So we're gonna get some K's in and leading up to it and stuff. But for now, we got um d- yeah early December doing that Goggins run. Yeah, nice. Um, so that'll be a good little challenge. But trying to just break it up yeah it is yeah trails are so different mm. <laughs> it's like you don't look as i said to you you don't look at your splits of like k's you just get out there be present in the moment yeah M- more time on your feet yeah so you just go for time one hour two hours whatever we didn't really go for time today though we just did for k's <laughs> but yeah um yeah you don't really look at your splits i think it's nice as well like getting to the point most of the running for me has always been based around footy and that sort of thing and it's just like you started losing the i guess the enjoyment of it but if you get to a hill and just being happy to walk or turning around just enjoying the view for five minutes or whatever like that's Mm. been pretty cool like it's definitely changed running for me yeah because it it was always just like just slog it out see how fast you can run a 5k or whatever it may be yeah yeah but it's cool so do you have like a method to your running is it like you have through the week I'll do this many Ks or... You know they talk about the zone two runnings? Yeah, do do, I do I do try and do... They say I do 80% zone two. Yeah. So I do most of my solo runs. Um, I try and nasal breathe and I try mm-hmm. and keep heart rate um, zone two. Mm-hmm. So definitely focus on heart rate training. Um, and then weekends, long run, mix it up, trails, road, whatever. I fully thought I was... When we were chatting about it earlier, I was like, I thought I was running in zone two. Yeah, and then we, we pulled up my garment and he's like, nah, because like, I think the air, top of your aerobic, what I've been talking to you about where I've been running is like, um, yeah, well, I think it was like 146 to 156 mm. for me or something. Mm. But So what you're running down, like... I try one, and keep it below 140. Yeah. So one, yeah. in the th- 130s. And you, what, you were saying Kipchoge's running the, like... Boston, pretty sure. Oh, sorry, he, not Boston. Yeah, oh, Berlin. He, he gets the he got the world record through all the zone two training, and he's running three minute splits pretty much. <laughs> yeah. Zone two. yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, hey. yeah. To, to yeah, oh, it's it's hard to fathom. Like even those guys for the Gold Coast one, 
seeing them come past. Yeah. It's mm. next level, isn't it? They're doing three-minute Ks. <laughs> That's wild. <laughs> Can't even run through, sprint three-minute Ks, let alone run it for, yeah, 42. And yeah. then have it at a low heart rate. Yeah. How long do you reckon you could do a three-minute K pace at? Because have you seen the videos Half on Facebook? <laughs> yeah. Have you seen the videos on Facebook and they got like the treadmill going? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like people were lasting like 10 seconds, yeah, yeah, like 15 yeah. seconds. Yeah, I wouldn't last too long. <laughs> I don't think I've ever ran a three-minute K. <laughs> I think my quickest K might be like three minutes 20. <laughs> so yeah, I'm like, I can't boring. even run three minute Ks. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think the training to get to that point as well, like running that marathon in sub two or ride on is an achievement in itself. But then the effort that's actually required, like have you seen what he's actually doing for his training? Like, does he run? Oh, no, nah, I don't really follow it. But to get to like that, level it's you dedicate your whole life yeah yeah <laughs> it's not just like i'm gonna train for a year and it's gonna yeah i'm gonna achieve it it's like a lifelong pursuit yeah he even did they did a thing in i can't remember the city maybe austria and they had people pacing him they had a couple of australian guys actually in it pacing mm. him it was the thing for nike and they got him to under two hours but it yeah, didn't right. it didn't count because they shut the whole, all the streets and they had the paces and they yeah. had the world record line going along on the ground. So he knew, oh, yeah, he knew right. where he had to run to, yeah, to beat yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he got under two hours yeah. doing that, but it wasn't official. But yeah, no, still like incredible. Yeah, oh, man, it's, it's such a crazy thing. Like the last maybe six to 12 months coming more into running and that sort of thing. And just, I think I've realized like no matter what sport or thing you get interested in there's someone that it's their life yeah. like and that's been the craziest thing to realize that you, you yeah you just got to enjoy it for what it is you're well, not going to be the best at jumping into a sport that's like new to you yeah mm. i feel like in every aspect of life there's levels but there's levels of health levels of sport and there's always someone that's the next level above you yeah <laughs> not that it's a competition or whatever but like you think oh, i live a healthy lifestyle eat organic whole foods plant-based but there's always someone that's that next level of healthier yeah. on top of you and it's like or even with running there's always someone who's quicker or better than you at running and it's like it's that age-old thing of like if you want to get better at something surround yourself with people that are better than you yeah. and learn from them which is kind of how my journey with running started i just cut the friendship group out that wanted to go and get drunk every weekend mm. and sort of uh, met a few I went to a few actual running club like groups um, on the Gold Coast there's lots to choose from <laughs> <laughs> yeah um, and just met three people through there and sort of connected with people that had done 100k ultras and stuff like that and yeah really just learnt off them about the training the nutrition the prep the recovery all of that sort of stuff. So mm. it's like, it's cool to like to learn stuff. I love learning new stuff. Was there a reason for choosing running? Um, you said you had a footy background. Yeah, though. well, I've, I've never been a runner. <laughs> <laughs> like I used to hate doing like the beep test and stuff yeah. when I played footy. I don't know anyone who does like that. But yeah, um, yeah I don't know. I just, how it came about with the running side of it, I was up at Agnes Waters my parents were up here visiting from Melbourne, went up there for a couple of weeks to see them and no gyms or anything up there. And one of my mates, Mitch Orville, mm. um, was running 3K a day for 365. And I went for a 3K run in my, <laughs> I was wearing like new ballots, <laughs> like sneakers, like not even running <laughs> shoes, like, like tracksuit shorts. Like it was ridiculous. Um, and then I, yeah, I was there for like a week and ran every day while I was away. And then I thought, you know what, I'm going to try it for a year. And obviously you run and your body adapts and changes. And then I found 3K a lot easier. And so I upped it to 5K. And then, um, yeah, towards the end of when I was getting close to 365, I worked out my average daily and um, sort of put in some big weeks to get it to an average of 10k a day for a year yeah because what are you that's what are you at now for 461 461 today yeah, yeah. yeah that's 461 crazy with the boys yeah 
Yeah. Do you have a number in mind or anything, or it's just like it's a part of your life now, and you sort of. Ah, uh, it's like anything. I don't have. I don't have like a goal in my head. Well, the goal was three six five. Yeah. And now it's sort of, it's not part of my identity, but it's like something that's in my life that's a consistent mm. thing that I do, obviously mm. every day, and I really enjoy it. Um. So there's no like. There's no limit on where where I'm going to stop, or mm. I might wake up tomorrow and go, I've had enough, and then that's it. It's like <laughs> was there's it no pressure. At three six five, did you kind of go, hmm, like <laughs> like do I need to run today, or is it more like oh, may as well nah. go for another one? Or well, I feel like after three hundred sixty five days of doing something, it's in your routine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So the next day, I just got up and went for a run like normal. Yeah, we spoke about routine this morning, how it just yeah you do something for a while and then. You just change it and then yeah. that'll stick to it yeah. for a while. Well, that's the thing. It's like there's no pressure on how far, how many days consistently. It's just whenever I feel like I've had enough. <laughs> mm. Hang on, two seconds. Yeah, I'll grab yeah. the mic. <laughs> She's like, what? <laughs> <laughs> what else will she pick up? Oh, yeah. dude. Get the TV right yeah. <laughs> Turn the channel on. That's like a go to when, whenever we like. Um, leave her at home That sort of thing She's chews on that yeah. All day but How's Arnie go at home Alright Yeah he's good He yeah. just sleeps on the bed Or yeah. the couch <laughs> I feel bad man I like reverse out of the driveway And just sits at the window And looks out Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> Killing me man <laughs> Even though I walk him Like twice a day yeah. Like Yeah, yeah. Like, I gotta go out And pay for your food <laughs> Yeah You pick up your shit yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much do everything for him But it's still like they're I feel awesome. like when you have that, a dog and you really connect with it, it's like an extension of you almost. Yeah. Yeah. You're like, fuck. Even when we're You're killing me, man. <laughs> we're saying, like, going down this morning to the beach and stuff and just, like, watching her happy chasing a stick. I'm like, made me happy and stuff. Well, like, that's it. It's as yeah. close as you get to having a child yeah. without having a child. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, obviously, I'd like to get back to the health side of it as well eventually. But yeah. we... Um, or some people might know you from the 2018 season of The Bachelorette <laughs> and Bachelor in Paradise. Now, I'll, I'll definitely uh, be honest with you. I reckon I've watched about an episode of that show in general in the time that it's been on. That's good. Um, but the, <laughs> mi- the, the missus definitely know who you were, but I, um, I wanted to just see like how that came about and then obviously touch on a few other things as well. Yeah, um, I guess that came about... Um, I went through... I was dating someone in Adelaide long distance and um, got my heart broken <laughs> was down in the dumps a little bit and at the time my housemates were like why don't you apply for this and I was like I was in that mindset of yeah why not yeah <laughs> why not so we all sat down together did the application together said submitted it didn't think of it just like didn't hear anything for like two or three months I was at work up on a two-story roof, had a, someone trying to call me. I'm like, I'm not answering this. So <laughs> listened, they left a message, listened to the message. It was Warner Brothers. We really like your application. Can you come in and do an audition? And I was like, all right. I've never done an audition for anything in my life. So I didn't really know what it was going to be about. So went in there and obviously got through the audition. And they don't ever tell you that you're on until the last minute mm. and it's like just you get a medical done you get things just progress um and yeah obviously eventually they said you're on um and i thought hey why not i'm just gonna go do this crazy experience <laughs> um yeah and just went and that's i always get asked like what was my wife for doing it and it was purely for the experience yeah, yeah. i've had nothing to do with the media nothing to do with tv previously um, my social media, like Instagram, I'd had, I'd made the start of 2018, January 2018, and then July went and filmed a reality TV yeah. show. So I didn't really know how Instagram worked or whatever that worked. So it was purely just for the experience. Yeah. And yeah, I guess a lot of people ask me, why did you do two shows if you did one experience for the other? And the two shows are very different. First show, you obviously one of 25 guys fighting for the <laughs> love of a girl. Um, and the first one's very much a TV show. It's like 
they need their TV show, they need their content, and then whatever else happens, happens. Mm. So it's mm. heavily produced. Um, yeah, heavily produced. So they don't. Mm. It's not scripted. They don't tell you what to say, but they tell you the topics they want you to talk about. But you right. can use your own words. Yeah. So right. that's the producing part. Um, and then the second show was filmed in Fiji. They pay you very well. You get to go to, to go Fiji. To, you get to go to Fiji. <laughs> yeah. There's like multiple men and women. It's not just fighting for one woman, yeah. one girl or boy or whatever. Um, so it's a completely different concept. And I was just like, I think they told me I was the quickest turnaround between one show to the other ever. So I was still... The, the first show was still on TV when I was in Fiji filming. The oh, really? <laughs> so I had to do my exit interviews on the phone with like the magazines and they'd all ask me, oh, would you ever do Bachelor in Paradise? And I was in Fiji filming. <laughs> and I just had to be like, oh, if the time is right in my life. But, and it's like lies. You just lie. Yeah, the whole yeah. industry is built on lies. Yeah, Because you have to sign like a disclosure to say. Oh, well, you have a producer sitting there listening <laughs> to you going, don't say anything. <laughs> um, yeah, so, yeah, it was a weird concept sitting in Fiji filming a second <laughs> show. While, so I didn't even... I might win. I might win. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> but I didn't. Need, I didn't even get to watch the end of the first one on TV because I was over in Fiji filming yeah, the second. So yes. I still to this day haven't watched it. Yeah, because <laughs> it's like what's the point? Yeah. Um. Yeah. So it was a, such a weird. That was a weird time in my life. It was like down in the dumps at the start of 2018. And then six months later, filmed two reality TV shows. <laughs> was there was there anything that surprised you with it? Like that, obviously, it's such a far industry from what you were in beforehand. But like, was there anything that really just blew you away, or you didn't expect? Um, yeah, the, I guess it goes back to the whole industry is built on lies. Yeah, it's mm. a very dishonest in- industry. The media, you were licking. No. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't had a shower, so I'm all sweaty. Salty. <laughs> Fuck, she's going ham. Might put her in the other room. <laughs> Sorry. I was like, I can't handle this anymore. I did see her licking your knee. I, mean, I, I wonder like, how long he's going to... I was gonna... like, pushing her off and stuff. I'm like, I can't get done this. <laughs> she just see you licking all the salt yeah, off your knee. Yeah, she's like, oh, this is good. <laughs> she couldn't get her bone or the ball. How <laughs> yeah, funny. Oh, that's good as Mate, the, the We joy- love animals Yeah The joys of being in the new you do studio it, you do It's it the lounge room <laughs> That's it That's it That's it oh, I can't remember where I was at um, Surprises Oh yeah Just yeah. the lies yeah. yeah so like The media and reality it's, it's all built on lies Knowledge mm. is power If you know something That someone else doesn't know You can sell it to a magazine For a story mm. It's like mm. So against What I'm about Yeah <laughs> And yeah, I guess I was raised one of four kids, parents still married, good role models, taught not to lie. Mm. Yeah, so it was it was a big eye opener to be honest. Yeah. How was that made? Like you said, good role models in your family. Um you come from reality TV, you're probably some sort of a role model to people that <laughs> yeah. have watched. And obviously you're in the public eye a lot once you left. So what's that? kind of been like where you come from a normal life to everyone yeah. watching every move you kind of do i hated it yeah yeah i i often wonder why people want to be famous and that's their goal because it's not good mm-hmm. you can't do the normal things you can't live a normal life um yeah it's a weird concept of people thinking they know you from what you're portrayed like on a TV show mm, yeah. <laughs> and they act like they know you when they don't really know you. And it's, it's just a weird thing where it's like people walk up to you and you've gone, have I met this person before? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Yeah. And it's like, you just, you have to be adaptable because you have to sort of go along with it, not make it too awkward and sort of try and work out as you go if you know them or if there's some random or what so it's yeah oh i don't see myself as a role model Mm. because i don't know it's a reality tv show it's not like a you didn't have to have any skill it's not like master chef you don't have to be a good chef it's not like 
survivor you, you there's no strategy in it it's mm. just you got to be yourself and if that's good enough for you to get a rose that's good enough is and it, if it's not it's not yeah is it weird like watching some of it back and then being like that's cut in a way that didn't like didn't didn't give it any context is there heaps of that as well that it's just yeah. like creating that environment because i've always found it strange that i guess culture these days that like it's a terrible thing for a girl to be dating multiple dudes at the same time <laughs> yet that's essentially what the show's constructed around so mm. like yeah, what's your thoughts on that? Was it was it weird being a part of it or was it like nice? Because obviously you met Damien who's been on here before and like building that kind of mateship with those kind of blokes. Yeah, I... Post the show, I really struggled to be honest. I spoke, had to see a psychologist for a while and one of the biggest things she told me was if you want your life to go back to how it was, hang out with the people that you hung out with before the show. Yeah. And so I sort of cut contact with most of the people because I feel like when you catch up with them, all you do is talk about the show because it's the one thing you have in common and yeah. it consumes your life month after month after month. And it's like, at what point do you want to just move on with your life and put that experience behind you and move on? And it's like, people are five years later still trying to milk it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, man, you got to move on, man. You got to move on. And it's like, as I said, it was just an experience and... Cool experience. I learned a lot. Um, was hard. Had good times. Or a mixture of everything. But um, yeah, I only sort of speak to one or two of the boys still. Yeah. And it's like periodically, not on the reg. Yeah. 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 Would you Would you do another one? <laughs> I always say that I would only do another one for a life changing amount of money. Yeah. And mm. that's sometimes people's why of why they do reality TV show purely for the money. Mm. They go, say what they want them to say, and they take the money and they run. And everyone's why is different of why they do it. Yeah, I've always had the argument with Amy. Like, of they're not on there trying to find true love and all that sort of stuff. Is there blokes that genuinely going on to like they actually think that that woman's going to be the one or that sort of thing, or is it like it's such a mixed bag of people's whys? Yeah. So what I've learned. I could be completely wrong, but the way I see it is every season they have the same characters. They need the characters for the TV show. They cast you in your audition of what character you're going to be. Mm. And that's not up to you. <laughs> you're filmed 15 hours a day and it's like mm. two days per episode. So it's 30 hours of filming for what's well, 50 minutes but it's like with ads, so it's like really about 35 <laughs> minutes of footage. Mm. So there's so many, there's a storyline producer. There's a producer whose job it is to create the storyline of what mm. character does what. Um, so it's heavily manipulated and it's, I feel like they cast four to five boys that will genuinely, the bachelor rep will genuinely yep. have feelings for and create a connection with. Four or five for drama and the rest are just fill-ins. Yeah. Because every season it revolves around three to four blokes. Yeah. That's yeah. it. They three to four blokes get all the footage, all the time, all the dates, blah, blah, blah. And someone's mate or mate might have been on it, but it gets 30 seconds of their you, time. You feel, you feel bad for the ones that get yeah, kicked off straight away. Yeah, yeah. That's it. And it's like that's just how they were cast. Yeah. yeah. Um, do you find that like obviously yourself, you're pretty bubbly outgoing person did you find anyone that was like putting on a bit of a performance for it like that you've kind of found out when you're in there yeah heaps of likes <laughs> yeah. it's funny because they even in the audition you rock up and you're like Fuck, i don't know what to do like in an audition <laughs> and people go there thinking that they know what they're looking for like mm. the, what the producers are looking for so they put on an act thinking oh i'm gonna get through the audition because this is what they want yeah and the best bit of advice my mate said at the time before i went he goes go to the audition and be you times 200 just be you because you yeah. don't know what they're looking for and if that if they want you then they're going to choose you yeah and so it's like yeah everyone puts on an act don't they? <laughs> it's, it's a strange concept that it's referred to as reality tv even though it's like kind of like the furthest thing from it like 
That's yeah. It's so funny that it's called reality TV when it's so far from reality. It's mm. not reality. It's mm. like in society, if there's a woman dating twenty five blokes, it's shunned upon. <laughs> yeah. And if there's a dude dating twenty five chicks, that's shunned upon as well. Yeah, and it's yeah. it's a funny thing because it's like the main demographic that right watch it is like thirteen year old girls or 30, 30 year old middle aged women mm. or maybe a bit older than 30, 40 plus or whatever. And they're the ones that crack the shits about guys dating multiple chicks, yeah. yet they watch it on TV. I'm yeah. like, well, what are you doing? You are watch- you're addicted to this show about something that you hate. And it's yeah. dri- driving like the actual culture yeah. in real life sort it, of thing. Yeah, it's such a weird dynamic. But yeah, I, before I went on the show, I had not watched one season. Yeah, <laughs> I had the concept of how it worked, but I didn't know how it worked really and there was guys on there that had watched every season religiously <laughs> and he would predict what the dates would be whether it was a group date single date and he oh. got it right every time yeah, and right. i'm like you've done a lot of research into this man <laughs> yeah i always thought it'd be fun like to do i guess kind of like a big brother one and you get a bunch of guys that are real like alpha sort of blokes and just tell them that one of them in there is gay and because they're obviously all in that demographic of like not wanting to be that guy or whatever it is and then just like but no one is and just see how it actually all plays out yeah. that sort of thing or like just playing like like a game. social experiment yeah yeah <laughs> like i think because what's um uh, ex-footy player's name that went in big brother uh dan goran yeah i heard him talking about like when they got out of um Big Brother, like, they didn't know what was going on and stuff. Like, are you kind of up to date still with being in the show or not? Like, you're pretty much... Oh, well, like, when I was away filming, I was away for two and a half months. No mm. phone. Really? Nothing. Yeah, Wouldn't right. let us watch the news. Like, Is that just because it'll affect, like, how the show's you get, going? You got, to, you got to have a monitored phone call every fortnight to family or friend, <laughs> but you had to be on speaker and they would listen to you. Really? It's yeah. like prison. Bro, legit. <laughs> You're living in this mansion, but it is legit prison. And when I got back from filming, there was a good week or two where I got up and from I'd woke up, I wouldn't know what to do. Really? Because yeah, I was right. so used to someone telling me when to get up, what to eat, when to eat, pretty much what to talk about. Yeah. And yeah, it was a, such a weird transition back into the real life. Yeah. And it was like, I was lucky I didn't have to go straight back into work. So I had a bit of time to decompress and try and process it all. But yeah, it was this weird like transition of at least two weeks where I'd just be mm. like, I don't know what I'm meant to be yeah. doing. <laughs> How quick from when they like told you that you're on, did you have to get into the mansion? Because I remember with Alex and we were playing footy and he was the new recruit for us that year. Yeah. And then obviously he couldn't tell us what he's doing. And yeah. he's like, oh, I've actually got to go away for it. An unknown uh, <laughs> amount of time, and you had all the you had all the wags looking into it and like they're 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 filming Bachelor already, and then he came back. He's like, yeah, I was on Bachelor. <laughs> <laughs> so you knew, yeah, yeah. It's hard because they say like they make you sign this big contract. You can't tell anyone, and it's like well, you got to tell your family. Yeah, <laughs> like you can't not tell them. But I told my housemates, and like, how do you hide that from <laughs> yeah. your housemates? And it's, but the funny thing is like, I lost, I had a my own plumbing business at the time and I lost so much work because I couldn't tell any builder, oh, I'm going away. <laughs> it might be for a, a week or it might be for three months. Yeah. Cause you yeah. don't know how long you're going to be on the show for. And when I got back, I'm like, oh, I'm back. And they're like, mate, I needed you like last month. I, <laughs> I got a new plumber to do my work. And I'm like, oh. So I, I actually lost heaps of work through that, but it's mm. like, because you're, you're a mechanical plumber. Yeah, so, so what's that actually fall under? Because you're like doing... I saw you doing AC. Obviously, you're jack of all trades now doing your renos <laughs> and stuff. But Yeah, so mecha- in Melbourne or Victoria, mechanical plumber is AC. Yeah. He- heating, cooling, ventilation. Yeah, gotcha. But like license, gas, water, mechanical services. But up here, you don't need your plumber license. <laughs> yeah. Spit backwards. <laughs> you literally don't. You, need, you can go do a week-long split course and you can go and install really? splits yeah yeah right yeah it's not regulated here at yeah. all in melbourne you have to do like a compliance certificate on every job yeah and the vba victorian building authority 
randomly pick them out and audit them and go there and make it sure it's to spec, yeah, up to scratch, up yeah. to scratch and check your work. None of that happens here. Mm. <laughs> Dude, the guys that put this in, they were telling me, they were telling me like, nah, nah, you're not going to get through. There's going to be a lintel there and stuff. And I was like, there's not like, cause it's a, um, it's like a preformed beam sort of thing. Yeah. And, um, yeah. And they're like telling me that they couldn't and you're like, like, bro, I'm a builder. <laughs> oh, I, not even that, man. I was like, I, I had to literally cut the jib rock off and be like, look at it. <laughs> and then they eventually end up sorting and stuff. But yeah, it's like, you see some shit in the building industry. Yeah. Like, well, it's not just plumbing. It's every trade. There's like mm. cowboys. <laughs> so the process, um, I'm interested because I've yeah seen like you doing all the renos and that sort of stuff and kind of work and doing the subby work now as well. But is that the long-term goal? You just enjoy sort of flipping houses or? Yeah, I'd really enjoyed the, um, the creative outlet of turning something old and a bit run down into something new and nice and, the color palette and how I want it to look in my mind. And it's, yeah, I guess it's really nice having this image in your head and making it come to life. Mm. Um, I get great satisfaction out of that, but it's like, it's like anything that has its good days and bad days. Um, but yeah, I'll really enjoy that. Obviously you make tax free money. Yeah. <laughs> they just printed a trillion dollars for COVID. <laughs> We're going to have to pay it back in high taxes. So yeah. if you can avoid paying tax, I guess it's a good thing. Um, but yeah, I yeah, it's like my creative outlet. But I don't know if it's the dream. I don't know if I want to. I'll maybe do one or two more. Yeah. And as I said, you evolve and your routines change. And yeah, um, yeah, I reckon one or two more. The dream is just to quiet life mm. up Tully Valley somewhere. Mm. Few when kids, when we chickens, get... <laughs> chicken coop. <laughs> yeah, coop. Some animals, veggie patch. Yeah, just simple, man. Yeah. Connect back to the earth. It's nice and peaceful out there. Like when we're getting the to the back end of that and like just looking over the Gold Coast and stuff. But would you would you ever go back to Vic or not? Never say never, but I'm pretty content up here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. yeah. you went through obviously a stint of, or it's just hard to fathom what like Melbourne especially went through and stuff. Because I didn't even realize the coast got into lockdown. Like I, yeah. I, I, cause being in the trade industry, like nothing really changed. And yeah. at that point in time, I was working as a subby and just going each day and that sort of thing. And mm. I was talking to Amy the other day about it and saying how teachers and stuff are all home. And I was like, really? yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, I, I bought a house here December, 2019. And then that was, I think when I left Melbourne, it was stage three lockdown of the originally the first original lockdown so mm. no one really knew what it was covid no one knew that it was going to be six lockdowns later or whatever in mm. melbourne 9 p.m curfew all that sort of stuff so i guess i just trusted my gut <laughs> got mm. out within a week i just packed my stuff up put it in my van and drove up and it's pretty lucky <laughs> worked out well yeah yeah it worked out well especially a few of my mates back in melbourne all the afl came up here yeah, yeah. We went and watched the grand final and, <laughs> and they're like how did you know like this is ridiculous we're in lockdown you're living by the beach going to the footy like this is ridiculous but it's yeah i guess pure luck yeah i'd say i'm a genius i could read see what's gonna happen but that's bullshit <laughs> who do you support in the footy Ah, uh, go for carlton hey, oh yeah there we go you go for carlton no, no, no amy, amy, amy does. does i kind of i'm a crows fan i do by proxy i guess but yeah, yeah we're not that good. Yeah. <laughs> we've been, right. we've been gonna get good for about 15 years. Yeah, you've been building for <laughs> they, a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Weren't they excellent like in the 50s or something? Like in the 90s. We 90s, good. 90s. Yeah. yeah. 95, I think we won the grand final. 99, we made it but lost to North Melbourne. Yeah, right. Yeah, she was she was spewing this year because she I think was it crows that stopped them from getting yeah, made or something. They, oh, they lost to the crows like two rounds before the end, yeah. and then they got dropped to eighth, and then they lost, lost to Collingwood by, by point. point. Yeah, and they, kicked, they kicked them out of the eight. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I've pulled my hair out. Oh, it's because they kept kicking it out in the full. I was like, Mate. just do a draw. We just need a draw, and we made the finals. Just yeah, exactly. punch it through. We don't care. It doesn't matter. We just need a draw. I was like, yeah. I was pulling my hair out. <laughs> Seeing the difference of how passionate, like, AFL, and I think we were speaking about earlier, just playing AFL in the back end of high school and stuff, like, and just the 
the culture at a club like we were fortunate enough to play at labrador and that sort of thing and like i don't know nrl is very like it's like a singular sport even though you're playing in a team and stuff whereas mm. afl seems like everyone just gets around each other so much more yeah it's oh, i don't know i don't really agree with aussie sport culture because it goes in hand with drinking and gambling yeah and it's like that causes so much mental health and issues in homes and families and that's literally all they promote in sports Mm. it's like yeah you're playing sport and there's a team aspect and it's like you're moving your body and it's healthy and it's good but it's like offset by huge drinking culture and huge gambling culture Mm. which isn't great for our society most most Mm. of the main sponsors are usually beers or like or gambling yeah sports bet or there you go, there's a plug. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's like, it literally is. It's literally yeah. junk food, alcohol, and gambling. Mm. That's all the ads, and that's all the biggest sponsors. In Your KFC with the, the cricket buckets and yeah. stuff. Yeah. On the head. Well, it's even like with like the Suns and stuff, if they win, you get a free Big Mac. Yeah. Really? Yeah, yeah, with your ticket. Yeah. Mate, I'll let it's KFC like that sponsor in, It's like that in a lot of sport. <laughs> yeah. Like, I remember my old housemates used to sponsor Melbourne United nbl and if the opposition missed two free throws you get a free hundred jacks burger <laughs> two free- <laughs> yeah so like when the opposition's going for a free throw you'd get up and like cheer them yeah, yeah. and if they miss the first one it was like yeah, free burgers. <laughs> everyone's getting the burgers and then like when they missed two in a row we're like yeah and then you're like hold on why am i cheering yeah. this is fucking junk <laughs> how do you find the transition because you said you're sort of whole food plant-based now so is that just no meat mostly is the the big thing for you or yeah i just try and eat i hate the word vegan yeah <laughs> it's like that you it's got a connotation well it's used it's... for self-promotion yeah. a lot mm. yeah <laughs> i'm a vegan it's a label i wouldn't say i'm a vegan but i try and eat consciously and as i try and eat food as naturally as how they are in the environment so yeah. at least processed obviously you eat bread mm. it's processed you just do the best you can yeah it's like not there's no strict you can't eat that can't eat this but like you haven't really been eating eggs meat i don't really eat dairy products um I yeah we we're laughing on the run just how like salt even everyone's like oh you can't have too much salt and, yeah and then like when you're running like that's the thing that's keeping you going it's literally electrolytes are literally salt and that's literally what comes out of your body that you need to replenish mm. and there's this whole Thing. It's like the whole thing, like the meat industry. They've spent billions of dollars advertising pork on your fork, all those slogans for us to eat meat. Meat's mm. not that great for your body. Yeah. And it's like, I always get asked, oh, how do you get your protein from people? <laughs> and I'm like, what do, what do gorillas eat? They eat plants. Yeah. How fucking big are they? <laughs> There's protein in plants. It's funny how like people that just aren't well educated around it just think, you get no protein at all. Yeah, it is funny. It's and it's as you said, it literally comes down to education and what mm. they know. And like some people, like you, if they haven't educated themselves, they just go on what the advertising and the advertising has been eat meat. That's the only place you can get protein from. And it's mm. like no wonder people think like that. Do you find you're deficient in anything from plant based? Um, the only supplement I have is omega threes because yeah. I don't eat fish or anything, so it's um, you can't really get those. I was thinking about it the other day though, like a lot of people that are always rip on vegans or whatever plant based people, and they're like, oh, they're deficient in this, deficient in that, and then you're like, imagine if you broke down what what they're eating. They're probably those like um, armchair quarterback sort of thing (laughs) it's funny because you go to the supermarket and their health food section is not healthy (laughs) (laughs) it's like i don't know it's funny the whole like supermarket chain is just a weird concept isn't it it's like you just walk down these aisles of rubbish yeah (laughs) and it's it's hard man these day and age it's hard to eat healthy it's like if you're driving long distances there's nothing on the highways that's Mm. healthy it's like you have to really plan ahead to yeah and i don't know i look at my what you eat is food's medicine man yeah what you ultimately fuel your body with is going to determine how it works and how it runs Hmm. so it's like if you put shit in you're going to get shit results you're going to feel tired you're going to feel nauseous you're going to feel no good whereas if you eat clean and you eat healthy then you're going to feel better what's on a day-to-day for you like do you, you 
eat brekkie as a stand like kind of like a three meal sort of thing per day or you yeah i do yeah i just sort of have morning i have like oats with peanut butter and honey yep. maybe a piece of toast um lunch i normally make like a big dinner the night before and have leftover lunch i do like bean burritos a lot again like beans and legumes good yeah heaps of protein from them leafy mm. greens um yeah and then just um what else do i cook like tofu stir fry i pretty much have like three meals i just rotate through <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i'm not like massive on food like it's as soon as it goes past here it's all just healthy for you yeah. and it tastes half good then oh, that's all good routine yeah yeah legit <laughs> So it's good having Amy because she's like good cook, but I'm just yeah I wouldn't even I probably if I'm making a salad I wouldn't even cut the carrot and stuff I would just yeah. kind of snack on it. But yeah, it's yeah. it's definitely been on my mind lately, just like looking at what I'm putting in and and seeing how I feel from it, especially timings of when I'm eating and stuff as well. Yeah. Like yeah. if I eat something past six thirty, I usually don't sleep too well. Yeah, Mind you, I'm, I'm asleep soon after that. But. <laughs> yeah, because your body's like, I need to digest all this. Yeah, that's why we had to change Monday night podcast because it was going past his bedtime. <laughs> yeah, that's all right. I went to bed at like seven thirty. <laughs> <It was, laughs> I, I think another four a.m. though. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's just a, different. Different. Yeah. It's good now. Like the sun. I like. I think I was down. Probably twenty to five. Uh, yeah, twenty to five this morning. And the sun was peeking through. Yeah, mm-hmm. summer's sweet, man. Yeah, yeah. Longer, it's just middle of the window. <laughs> yeah, dark mornings. You're like, oh, I have an hour sleep in. Yeah, but a sleep in's five a.m. Wake up. <laughs> yeah, it's... people in Melbourne are like, what the fuck are you getting up five a.m. for? Because they're they're really late. Yeah, like seven, rises seven's up, like early. Yeah, yeah. Is okay. it the same on the other end of the scale though? Like that the. They're going out to dinner and like all that sort of stuff later at night as well. Well, daylight savings doesn't get dark till nine nine fifteen at night. Yeah, yep. I'd love that. Yeah, but it is cool. It is. There's yeah. good aspects to it. It's just like you got to get your eight hours or mm. whatever you need. Um, but it's just different. They go to bed later, sleep in later. Yeah, and it's here. It's just go to bed earlier, wake up earlier. I felt when I was yeah when I was living in Sydney because they have the daylight savings as well. Just because I wouldn't finish work till five, being an office job, you kind of get a lot more done with more sunlight after work. Yeah, yeah. And you feel like you got time to live. Yeah, because you're not the, just getting in, home, cooked dinner. We in winter in Melbourne, you go to work. If you're a trader, you go to work in the dark and you get home nearly mm. in the dark. Yeah, true. it's like it's depressing, man. <laughs> yeah, honestly, is it's like you feel all all you're doing is working because you don't have any daylight to live mm. and do those. And I feel like moving up to the Gold Coast, it's people live more up here. It's less hustle culture. People a bit more entrepreneurial. They have their own businesses. If the surf's good, they go surfing. They go. They're not so money hungry. Yeah. And it's I find that a really really nice change to be around because it's like if you're in Melbourne and you're not working two jobs, then you know what? Yeah. Like you don't have that. It's interesting respect. to hear that though, because like I think. People when they're not on the coast always look at the coast as being very like fake kind of. Oh, it's yeah. still very transitional area as like we've seen. Like you got you were surprised to hear that we're both born and bred here as well. <laughs> Couldn't but, believe it. Yeah. <laughs> um. What What sort of changes have you found with you just to go back to your diet? Because like, did you initially switch to like just having less of it, or did you just kind of cut it and just say like had enough? Oh, I've been through stages of doing like vego. Um, did veggio maybe two years ago for like six months and then I was like nah fuck it I'll eat meat again <laughs> and then yeah I watched um, a good documentary called Dominion which I highly recommend it's mm-hmm. just about the meat industry and how the animals are treated and it goes through like pigs cows chickens and just how fucking brutal it is mm-hmm. Um because, yeah, the one thing that's never broadcast is where our food comes from and where our waste goes. Yeah. And that's for a reason. <laughs> they don't really want people to question that stuff. And it's like, yeah. They say if slaughterhouses had windows on them, we'd all be vegetarian. Because mm. it's like, it's pretty fucked up, isn't it? Mm. <laughs> Even eating, like, eggs. Like, it's, you're eating a chicken's egg. Yeah. Like, that's fucking disgusting. But it's we're so conditioned to think... Oh, that's just normal. Yeah. And it's like, 
Yeah. Do you reckon back in the day, like going way back and people are just eating what was on offer, is that... Do you think now that we have the information, obviously as well, the access to things that having the choice to be vego, vegan, all that sort of stuff can be beneficial? Like whereas back in the day, you just kind of had to eat what was... Yeah, what I was feel like when we're in the hunter-gatherer period, we were never meant to sit in homes. Mm. <laughs> we, were meant, we were always meant to travel around. Um, I guess back then we were because we've evolved as a species. Um but I feel like back then, you're more in like a, a tribe or a group. And as a collective, you work together for survival. And here, now we just get shut in our homes, dob, dob your neighbor in, fight with your neighbor, <laughs> fight with whoever. And it's like, no wonder people are less happy and like don't have purpose in their life. Because I feel like if you're in a tribe or a, a collective group that everyone plays their role to survive as a group you really have a purpose because if you don't pull your weight people notice and as mm. a collective everyone suffers so it's like in that regard but it's like i feel like when the like agricultural revolution came in that's when it all just got down to wheat grain rice and like we just live off four or five <laughs> main mm. ingredients mm. and it's like I feel like we're always meant to eat a balanced diet. I guess and like what's what's in season and all those sort of things. But it's like now it's like you just eat the same thing because it's available all year round because mm. we farm. That's something that yeah I realised the other day. Like it, all through winter this year, I think we still had some mangoes and stuff. I'm, like, I'm pretty sure that's the summer fruit. <laughs> and like just yeah. being able to get it. And it's awesome, but it's probably something's going on that they're not fresh and healthy. Yeah, yeah, it's from they're from not organic. Summer, summer last <laughs> yeah. year. It's snap frozen for twelve months. <laughs> yeah, and like I don't know with fruit. I guess I don't really know the research behind it, but I'm assuming it holds some of its nu- nutrient value, even if it's snap frozen. Mm. But it's mm. like it's funny too. Like the Woolworths, the fresh food people. If they're telling you that they're the fresh food people, they're probably not. Like they have yeah. to go out of their way to tell you we are the fresh food people. Yeah. They're probably not. <laughs> That's not something a fresh food person would say. <laughs> something that got me the other day, like I um, I had what did I have? Oh, banana bread. I had it yeah. like as a little snack for smoko, and then it was so each slice was in its own plastic wrap and then there was a plastic wrap around that and it was sitting in like a cardboard box as well I was like yeah. man that's seems like just Triple way too packed. Yeah, yeah yeah and I, I felt bad for throwing it in the bin because I'm like but what else yeah like, yeah what do you do aren't some people using like banana leaves as packaging now I'm not sure like might be might be wrong on that but do you know they're using like some kind of leaves is that packaged stuff yeah right like packaged fruit mm. It's hard because like single-use plastics are fucking our planet. Mm. (laughs) And it's like there's a whole thing of like get rid of straws, plastic straws. They make up about 0.05% of the plastic that's in the ocean. It's Mm. all the fishing lines that they leave that makes up most of it. Mm. And like single-use plastic bags and packaging that makes its way into the ocean. It's nothing to do with straws. (laughs) (laughs) Like kind of is, but it's like that's not the main issue. Yeah. But yeah, it's like... So many things we just you use the bit of plastic for 30 seconds, or like a coffee cup, mm. plastic lid, you drink it for half an hour and you chuck it in the bin, and mm. then you do it again the next day. And you're like, Fuck, is this really good for like the planet? Mm. But and it's a hard thing to change because as a single person, you're like, Oh, me making a change isn't going to make a difference. But if everyone thought like that, you would make a difference yeah it's like it's just because you think oh i'm not going to make a difference but if you make a change set an example someone else sees you with the keep cup oh fuck i thought about getting one of them maybe i'll get one of them someone else gets one there's like a ripple effect of people that that you don't even realize so if you just make a change that you think's aligns with your morals and is conscious for the and good for the planet or whatever and even if it just makes you feel good and a better person, fucking do it. Because mm-hmm. you don't know the impact it'll have. Because as I said, people five down the line might make a change because they've seen 
seen it and been on the edge of maybe doing it themselves and then they go oh, i'm just going to do it because i've seen someone else do it mm. we spoke earlier um while we're running and that sort of thing just about your practices in the morning of like gratitude and mindfulness doing a bit of meditation and stuff is that sort of like a key pillar as well as the health side of it getting moving and um eating whole foods and stuff do you have like kind of a a, a uh, way that you're looking to lead your life or is it like just based on those few things um yeah i guess fuck, when i was a kid my mum used to meditate my dad used to meditate and i'd just be like what is this all about <laughs> yeah i just didn't understand it and the way i feel like we live in a world now where everything's sped up we're bombarded with information we don't have time for stillness. We spoke about on our run that I drive with no music on in silence. It's my time where I just let my brain sort of figure out what's going on with all the information it's just got. Um, but yeah, I feel like running, solo runs out in nature is another form of meditation, but I make a practice of just sitting down for 15 minutes. Everyone's got 15 minutes spare. And if you don't, you can set your alarm 15 minutes earlier. <laughs> it's not gonna kill you. Um, and just, yeah, sit with no, some people do guided, some people do whatever works best, but I just do, um, yeah, like silent meditation, just process the thoughts, what's going on in my life at that time. And like, if I, like, if someone told you that you'd feel 5% happier and 5% better for 15 minutes of your day, a lot of people do it. Mm -hmm. And it's might not even be 5%. It might might be more, might be less, but it's like if it makes some kind of positive impact on yourself, why wouldn't you do it? And it's like, I feel like to make any change in your life, you have to have silence and stillness to reflect on something, to become aware of it, and then to make a change. And if you're not having the, the silence and the stillness <coughs> to stop and have it to yourself and process things then how would you ever make any change mm. like you just keep going along in the routines and the the process and on the hamster wheel the nine to five the white picket fence the mortgage all that so it's like i feel like yeah it's a good way to evolve as a human to really step back and have some quiet time <laughs> mm. yeah have you found with like the running as well, doing it each day, do you like kind of look forward to it because it's a time where you can just debrief with yourself? <laughs> She's just going for the ball still. Yeah, just like go work through, because you were saying if you've had a big day, you usually run in the afternoon, like if you've been on the tools and that sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. It's like if I have any stresses or things on my mind, I feel like going for a run sort of clears that up. It's yep. like you just repetition pound the pavement and let your thoughts wander and try and make sense of it all yeah yeah, yeah. it's it's as i said it's another form of meditation really isn't it running hmm. solo running <laughs> there's solo running there's meditating running and there's social running got us picking your brain all morning <laughs> nah, that's all good. you have to have a ba you have to have a balance yeah. you can't just do solo runs all the time it's like you need that human connection yeah you have to like you humans are meant to connect with each other it's not we're not meant to do things by ourselves all the time. Mm. It's nice. It's just, it's like that. Everything in life is balance. You can't have too much of one thing and mm. not enough of the other. Yeah. Turn into Goggins out there just yelling at the, yeah. <laughs> yelling at the phone. Fuck, when I go to P3, the ice bar, do the ice bars and sometimes I'm mentally like, oh, I can't be bothered doing that. I always pitch him like on the side of the pool. They're like, get in. And I'm like, fuck, all right, I'll get in. <laughs> it's so like, weird. It's just like a weird motivational thing, eh? I'd always get a sent from Blake like in the early morning just the video that Goggins has put up and I'm like I've just woken up and we've got this <laughs> Goggins screaming at me <laughs> that's the thing me. it's like you put, it's just it more like bombarded with info <laughs> like phones man it's like yeah. fuck yeah I've tried to be conscious lately of how much time I spend on my phone because I, I, I get pretty bad sometimes yeah but what I've probably found with mine is I've turned off notifications yeah like from all the social media ones and just yeah. leave 
phone that's calls. What, that's texts. why I threw you my number because I was like, because same thing with Instagram, like not having notifications. I'm like, if you rock up and I haven't seen it, especially if I'm in the shower or something yeah, still. Yeah, but yeah, it, I have them all turned off. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's all. Uh, you're going through the why we sleep now, hey. Uh, I haven't started the book. I just finished the Happiest Man on Earth book. Yeah, it's good, isn't it, mate? That's yeah. I recommend that. If you want to yeah. learn about gratitude, <laughs> uh, mate, for what he went through and eh? forgiveness, yeah, huge. Yeah. yeah, and just like it's just such an easy read as well. But yeah, just to see what he went through and how he ended his life, like just being gratitude for what, like grat- grateful for what he had. Yeah, um, even though what he'd been put through. Yeah, yeah it's crazy. Like, yeah. Mm. Um, and he was just yeah he's grateful for like just having kids and moving to Australia and yeah, yeah. it's awesome yeah. Um, but yeah just listen to the Matthew Walker podcast with Joe Rogan yeah yeah um, on sleep and yeah it's pretty <laughs> I always always pay up Blake <laughs> like Blake would be like I can't I can't disrupt my sleep and I'm like oh, come on and then yeah listen to that I'm like <laughs> I need to clear up my sleep <laughs> I'm, so, I'm saying Ali I'm like I need to I need to be asleep by 9 30 if i want to wake up at five i need to (laughs) do all this it's very important yeah i think they've done a study and as i said i think on the run you can go days without eating and survive all right and days without drinking and go all right drinking is obviously a bit more important water but the biggest and the worst thing for you is no sleep yeah it's like you your brain can't function Mm. you literally can't function if you go because what they spoke about it, it built so during the day when you're awake it builds up plaque is that is that right and then like your sleep's essentially like cleaning it it's off like a, yeah like a like a waste management when you sleep yeah well and that's like when you wake up hungover you have that brain fog because it hasn't had you haven't had enough sleep to mm. get rid of yeah it's and it literally that, that's it eh yeah it's pretty interesting because there's like one on like um, like marijuana and stuff and how when everyone thinks they're getting a good sleep when they've smoked but it's actually skipping the REM and just yep. putting you in deep so you're not recovering. Mm. And then that's why when people, you always hear people stopping and they're like, oh, I've had all these vivid dreams. It's catching up on REM sleep that you've missed out on mm, from right. previous. So that's why they're having all these vivid dreams because it thinks, oh, I've missed out on the last so-and-so, so I need to make up for it. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty interesting. I've read too that it's like every step of your sleep has its place mm. like your light sleep your REM sleep your deep sleep it all it all goes hand in hand with working to mm. recharge think, your body i think the even going back to the melbourne thing like people deciding that it's a good time to go out to dinner at 10 o'clock or whatever it's like that's mad <laughs> like I, honestly like some actually alex who's moving in here he's like he his birthday i think this year he's like yeah we're going to dinner i was like oh, sweet we're at what time is our eight o'clock i was like i am we're going to break him over like i was like and i was like mate i love this bloke i'm like i'm very close to not coming to this dinner <laughs> they over in like italy and that they have like midnight dinners and shit really but they're all in spain as well but they have like siestas too so yeah, yeah. but i don't know if it is siesta if they actually sleep just lay around yeah i don't know <laughs> Not sure. <laughs> Need to work that out. A big, a big. Hey, sorry. <laughs> Being a menace. It's ironing the kinks out of being out here. But um, yeah, well, we'll come up to an hour anyway, mate. So I don't know if you got to look at those last two questions that were sent over. I had a quick. Look. Yeah. <laughs> Can't remember. I think one was the billboard. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So the first one being, um, do you have a favourite failure that you've benefited from in the long run? Um, oh, I didn't read this one. <laughs> I haven't thought about it. You put me on the spot. Um, biggest failure that I've learnt from would be financially investing in crypto <laughs> shares. <laughs> I think everyone's in the same boat. Um, but I just put a bit too much in. Yeah. Um, and if I have my time again, but I've learned a lot and. If it stays around, <laughs> um, I'll learn some more. Yeah, but yeah. What do they say? You don't you don't lose it to yourself. Yeah, it's not worth much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's I've made all my money through real estate, so I'm like, yeah. why? The biggest lesson I've learned is why did I get caught up in the fad of 
crypto this, crypto that, shares this, shares that. I've made all my money in real estate. Yeah. I have half an idea of what I'm doing. Why don't I just keep doing that? Yeah. Like, don't get greedy. Yeah, like, you feel like you're missing out on something. 100%. And if someone's recommending you a share or a coin, you've missed the boat. It's too late. Mm. Don't just... And, <laughs> and people recommend you stuff and you blindly follow them without doing any research <laughs> and you're investing your hard-earned money. And it's like, why do we do that? We've like, got, we've, Blake's brother gave us a share <laughs> We've a share got tip. this... Um, so I think. Yeah, but, and then sometimes it goes good. It went good and then no one sold and it's bad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we, got it, we got it well and then like... But, it, the but then that's the, that's the thing. When you're up, you get greedy. Yeah. And yeah. that's a bad human trait. And, get- and a good investor doesn't get emotionally attached to it and they have a plan in set yeah. if I'm 10 20% up I'm selling I don't yeah. care what the economy's doing I don't care what the market's doing that's my plan yeah, if I drop 20% below I'm selling I don't care what's happening I'm just no emotion and that's they're yeah. the ones that make money man yeah whereas we were like we're like oh this is going right, isn't it? <laughs> to the moment, it's only up. Might buy a new car next week and then <laughs> you're like, fuck. <laughs> Don't stocks only go up? <laughs> yeah, yeah. In we the are. long run, apparently. <laughs> we have a group chat and like every now and then it'll just pop up. Like it would increase by like half a cent or something for the day or whatever. And then someone would be like, quick, order your Lambos now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, I've been in like crypto chats where yeah. they're like, we're going to get a yacht, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. <laughs> You're not getting nothing now. <laughs> or did you see that, that um, FXT or something like that? Yeah, went under. Lot, he was like worth billions and then he's only worth like a couple of mil now. Yeah. So couple of mil is enough, man. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Honestly. Yeah. Like, he's gone ru- he apparently just gone yeah. off the... MIA. Off the, yeah, yeah. Very quick. Yeah, it's funny. It's like we, we through social media, we like, want to be a billionaire blah 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 but when's enough enough yeah, yeah. what does it all mean you need to be happy oh, honestly i've had this chat with one of my mates who's just had a newborn baby he's missus is a bit crook and he's just work he's holding up the fort pretty much and he's just working seven days a week and i'm like what does it all mean man mm. like it means means nothing yeah take her away for a weekend mm. that might be the one mm. thing that cures it yeah Makes her feel better, connects you, be a father. Like, it's like all the money in the bank doesn't mean shit. (laughs) If you have bad relationships, unhealthy, it's like, it's. Well, it's not going to be with you when you die. Exactly. (laughs) And as I was saying, like, with the focus on health myself, billionaires that have heart diseases would trade all the money in their bank account to be healthy again. Mm. But you only have one body and you only have one mind and you need to continually keep it healthy and for the most part it's free like exactly or, or it's money that you'd be spending on food or whatever anyway like yeah yeah oh well, it's like choices. when if you're a billionaire you've got surplus money man you mm. can't spend all that mm. it's like you can spend it a lot for a month or two but then you get to a point where you're like oh i don't need anything and i'm not going to spend any more money so it's all just meaningless can't ride more than one jet ski at once yeah exactly <laughs> right you can't drive one car more than once yeah. it's like it's meaningless after yeah. a while it's just like at what point do you cap it and you go i've got enough mm. and again it gets back to the greed mm. yeah human greed big corporations man they're greedy as fuck they're like banks they make 20 billion a quarter and then they're up the interest rates. And you're like, you've made it, you're making enough. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. Anyway. What, what's, uh, what's a few things that keeps Bill Goldsmith happy or, or leads to a content life? Connection. Connection to like-minded people. Connection to food. Connection to my body, to my mind and to the earth. Pretty much. That makes, yeah, brings me a lot of happiness. Sick. Second question, if you had a billboard that everyone could see, what would it say? If I had a billboard that everyone could see, it would say, stop with the lies. Stop lying to yourself. We're con- we live in a culture where we're conditioned to lie. And it's what might be a white lie. It might mean absolutely nothing. But it's like, when you lie, you're unauthentic to yourself. And it's like, it's been a big focus of mine recently is to try and cut out the little lies, like the lies that don't mean anything. And it's like, you say it 
and you're like, why did I say that? And then you mm. have to go along with it because it's like, oh, I don't feel comfortable being like, oh, hold on, I just lied. Yeah, it's a weird thing. And it's like, it might I mean nothing. It might be what you have for dinner. Oh, I had such, 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 something that's healthy and you really had pizza. And it's because it's almost because like there's this image that you need to uphold of like what people think of who you are. Mm. And it's like, you're allowed to have pizza. Mm. <laughs> you're like, you're allowed to have whatever you want. There's no rules, but it's like, yeah. I feel like the Western culture, we just lie a lot. Media, social media, 10% yeah. of, 10 best percent of your life. It was like, but, but, and I feel like the people that and stuff are really connected with is when people are raw and honest on social media. Yeah, which it was cool pretty. to see what you put up a little while ago when you said you're kind of pulling back from posting about your running and stuff because it was getting away from looking to inspire people and you're touching on like how you're getting caught up in the system of Instagram and all that sort yeah. of stuff, the the dopamine hit and that yeah. sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, I pulled myself up. I went away and did a 10-day Vipassana meditation. I don't know what you What's you know. Vipassana? It, it's no talking. All oh, right. So you do yeah. not talk. You have no phones, no distractions, and you sit and meditate from 4 a.m. They wake you up at 4 a.m. and you go to bed at 9 p.m. at night. It's just, I, I stayed for six days, and then I was like, I've, I felt like I've achieved what I need to achieve out of this experience, and if I stay for the next four, it would be for my ego to be like, oh, I did the 10 days. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I left after six days, but six days of no talking, that's fucking powerful, man. <laughs> yeah. You have nowhere to hide from your thoughts, what's inside, what comes up. It's, yeah, full-on experience. And after I did that, that's when I really made the change of no more lies. Like, try and be as authentic, the most authentic version of me as possible. And it's I feel like, as I said, when you say a lie, oh, like, what time did you do the marathon in? Oh, three hours 15 when it's three hours 17. It's like, doesn't mean shit <laughs> to whoever you're telling it to, but you're lying. You're yeah. lying to yourself. Mm. And it's like, that was a huge focus since I've done that. And it's, um, I feel like there's a bit of power when you're like fully honest and transparent with yourself. It's less to worry about. Well, as you well. Know, yeah. yeah, you're like, you're going to catch, catch up with people and be like, fuck, what lie did I tell them? I'm going to keep <laughs> going with. Like, it's, mm. you can just be comfortable. Yeah, it's just being the one narrative. You. And it's like, if you fuck up and fail, be honest about it. Yeah. We all fail and fuck up. It's all good. Those little lies are what caused like just minimal stress as well, just consistently because you're like you say it and then you think, oh, why did I say that? And then it's like that's where you stress a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. So if you just keep doing that all day, yeah, all week. Yeah, and it's a, it's a majority of them don't mean nothing. It's like, mm. who cares? Yeah. Like, who cares if you lied? It means it's not going to affect or change anyone's day whether you did or didn't. But you. We're conditioned to do it. It's mm. a fucking weird thing, man. Yeah. yeah. Cool, cool. No, well, I really appreciate your time, mate. It's been, um, yeah, it's been good to touch base, get the running this morning. I look forward to some more in the future. And yeah, for sure. It's yeah. been a good morning. Yeah. Thank you. Good Cheers. Cheers.